Good morning, everybody. My name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre K Twelve Education Talk Radio. It is the nineteenth of October, two thousand twenty-three, and the colors are finally coming to life on the trees on this bright sunny day here in Maine. And we welcome you all to the show. We've got a show today with Dr. Jenny Millward. Jenny is the executive director. She's been here before. Is the executive director of the National Alliance for Medicaid in education and this is so darn important it's something that a lot of people don't understand as well as they should that's why i love having jenny on i want to say she's going to talk about why everybody needs to know about this why it's so important but also their conference is coming up all right Uh, i think i have it here in a second october 23rd to the 26th okay so we're going to learn more about that and see who needs to attend that what schools need to know about all this, it's great to have Jenny here. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's the home website for American Consortium in Equity and Education. All our podcasts are there. Our journal, Equity and Access, is there, as well as our Excellence in Equity Awards. Everything we do over there is free for you. So please, please go over there, see what we're doing about equity and all the other things we work on at ace-ed.org. And without further ado, the one, the only, who's running a guilt trip for accidentally missing a show here on Monday, the one and only Dr. Jenny Millward. Are you over your guilt trip, Jenny? Oh, Larry, I don't know if that's going to (laughs) happen. But I'm certainly happy to be here today. I'm, I'm thrilled you're here today. And I just have to explain, Jenny, for years lived in Georgia. Okay, and she recently moved to Texas, and this was a time zone thing. Nine o'clock was her, eight o'clock now, but she just assumed it was still nine o'clock. Okay, so she missed the show (laughs) on Monday, okay, but we were able to reschedule it for today. Guilt trip over and done. You are hereby exonerated. Okay, no problem. (laughs) So try to go on with your normal life. Uh, What can I tell you? Okay. Okay, yeah. If there is a normal uh, upon me. Yeah, what is normal these days? Good good point. Okay. By the way, for the National Alliance, I always want to say association, National Alliance for Medicaid in Education, the acronym is NAME, okay, and the website, which of course I have linked up here, is uh, uh, MedicaidInEducation.org, right? Medicaid for, for I don't do that too, MedicaidForEducation.org, Medicaid for, and I do have the right link, the proper link up here, MedicaidForEducation.org. Uh, just talk about this. And I, I said it before, and you know, you've been here before, but I think it's important people understand why is Medicaid in education even something we need to think about? And I know a lot of people do know the answer, but I think more people don't. Jenny, give us the word. That sounds great, Larry. Um, so Medicaid um, for education started, the program started about a little over 20 years ago. Of course, it's a federal program. It was optional. It still is optional. And that's why so many people um, didn't know about it. And it took up until just two years ago for all 50 states to come on board with it at all. And so we, yes, and so we um, have an optional program that many states were not um, taken advantage of. And every time I would go to D.C. to meet with, you know, our congressmen about funding, education funding for the past several years, this is something they've pointed out, is that, you know, we have programs and opportunities and money that's being left on the table. 
And so mm. we, we want everyone to take advantage of this program. Absolutely. And it was primarily um, just for special education in those early days. Originally, um, yeah. Yep, for students with special needs who had a lot of medical needs, and it was a way to offset some of the special education expenses because we all know that federally the special education program has never been fully funded. Um, that yeah. that act to say the which least, is something we the, the, the federal <laughs> government is great at issuing mandates and then not funding them. Okay, you have to do and this so and you have this, to do that, and by the way, good luck affording it. Yeah. Right, and so we've always, um, you know, encouraged people to take advantage of this program because it's some additional federal dollars to help offset those costs, particularly in the area of special ed. And then um, around uh, 2014, they uh, eased those um, restrictions and allowed it to be um, billable for any student who qualifies for um, Medicaid in your school, not just special needs students. So we, now we have what many people have called free care, which we're trying to get away from um, that term, and we're wanting to talk just about expanded services. So we're kind of changing our language right now. And expanded services is, is meaning that all students, um, general ed, special ed, every student that's eligible for Medicaid is now a student that a school can recoup money for um, for anything their state allows uh, Medicaid to be billed for in their school setting. And like, so like what, Jen? That, give, give an example. Yeah. Give an example. So let's talk about school nurses. So you have a student Perfect. who um, is uh, going to be administered medication or a student who is going to be, um, you know, has diabetes but is not mm -hmm. in special ed. Um, so any, you know, a lot of these school nursing needs or something that um, can be taken advantage of by a school district. Audiology, um, hearing and vision screenings, wow. um, all of these things that are present in your school. Social workers, um, school psychologists. Um, so we're really basically, basically you can use the money for student health, if I'm not mistaken. Is that a good way to You're put right. it? You're right. Okay, right. so if and you use the, the money the for big... student health, and I, I, I put this up here on the website, you know, healthy students make good students. If kids are sick, they're That's not going right. to be that good a student, and it really affects right. the education. And I'm curious, and uh, I, not to get into the, maybe it is the politics of it, I don't know, okay? But, uh, you know, now 50, all 50 states have the opportunity to do this. Is anybody still, do they, do they understand it? Is anybody still holding back? I mean, you know, I know some sure. states that just don't like to take money from the federal government. They think it's an overreach of the federal government. I particularly don't, but I respect those, those people, too. They have their right to their opinion. Okay, so where are we now with this? I mean, I know politically it's an issue, but since all 50 states can now get this money, are they doing it? Is there still a challenge out there? So the expansion has taken place in almost half of our states. And so we're excited to be able to report Great. Virginia is our most recent one to uh, yeah. come on board with with expansion. Super proud of them. And uh, recently we had Illinois, um, New Mexico, Oregon, all these yeah. have been in the past few months. So super excited to add them to that list of expansion states. We, of course, want to see more yeah. of that. And Absolutely. And you know what's states, interesting, the three states you mentioned – uh, New, New Mexico, well, you mentioned four in Virginia, but it was New Mexico, Illinois, and Oregon are, extra, if I may, blue states. 
Okay, you would think they'd be jumping on the money. So that's yeah. rather interesting. Not again, not to get political. I just found it interesting. Okay, usually, you know, when we hear people don't want Medicaid, it usually comes from a red state, and they were again, they're welcome to their opinion. Okay, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that the, those states are just coming on board. That's cool. That's great. And so it's really a great program. It's all about student health and wellness. We know coming out of the pandemic, we have students who are particularly struggling with um, mental health needs. Um, It was a problem before the pandemic. The pandemic helped us shine some more light on that. And um, and so this is really the the big push right now is to let's come together, let's help students, let's get them the mental health care that they need. Yeah. And while they're at school, um, they're there. Um, schools are uniquely poised to know where the kids are and yep. be able to help us implement a lot of um, the needs that they have and take care of the needs that they have. So um, the hope is that we can take care of mental health needs um, right now um, during such a critical time. Oh, it's, it's so important. So who are you with the Alliance? I'll just, you and the Alliance are now the same thing. Okay. Who are okay. you guys? <laughs> Congratulations. Okay. Yeah. Who, yeah. who are you? So, who are you? Are you working more with schools or more with the government? Okay, where's the where's the alliance fit in on your alliance fit in on all this? That's a great question because that's Thank actually you. the reason we were created. So yeah. um, there was no table to really sit at to talk about this topic with all the parties, and we we like to call it the three legged stool. And mm-hmm. um, and so we recognize that we were created um, 21 years ago as a safe place to have a conversation about best practices and and how we can do this because it's an optional program every state writes their own every state is different we have 50 Mm. unique medicaid plans in the united states and so we um but we it's great to be able to share and compare and talk about best practices and so that's that's what we do and it's been a great year we've had more collaboration than ever we've had more meetings on the federal level than ever that's great states inquiring about how they can um maximize um you know their programs and you know, some states that have expanded recognize that there's still expansion that they can do. They might have only added school nursing. Yeah, they can great. come back and add other areas. So there's room for growth even in the states that have already expanded. And so we're that place. Well, the new um, guidance that we've been waiting on for so long was just released a few months ago. And so that's why there is so much excitement around conference where we're going to be able to pull our federal partners and state exemplars together to really drill down and talk about what the new guidance needs, the new flexibilities that states have. One of the reasons, um, Larry, you asked earlier about why people are reluctant to do this. Well, sometimes the administrative burden was just too much, particularly for really small (laughs) districts. Yeah, Um, all the paperwork. Yep, Yep, yep. Right. Well, the new guide that was released allows for some new flexibilities in billing, and hopefully it's going to make it a lot easier for states to be able to access these dollars, and that's really what the current administration had in mind. And so um, the new guidance is something we've been waiting, and now that it's here, we can really uh, drill down, analyze, and, and talk about its impact. 
So conference is going to be full of that kind of robust conversation. And uh, we're really looking forward to having federal agencies joining us. We have representatives from the Medicaid offices. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. You know, we, let me just phrase that question, okay? You, before you said this is a place where we can all get together, okay, and discuss this. And then my question was going to be, who is the we? Okay, now we're talking Great to a question. lot of educators out there, but who is the we? Because I know it, it would be sure. both sides, both the government and the schools, but where in the schools, et cetera, et cetera. Who's, go ahead, right. who's the we? Yeah, so you got it. It, takes, go ahead, it takes multiple parties to make this work. And so in a state, you need to have present your state Medicaid agency, your state Department of Education, as well as your school districts. So you need three pieces to this pie in every state working collaboratively together to really make it work because the Medicaid agency, they're in charge of that plan. But how can they write the best plan without going to the source with the schools and collaborating to really know what the schools need? And how can the schools know what they can access without state Medicaid agency? And so they all have to work together to really create the best plan possible. And so that is probably the message I'm pushing harder than anything else right <laughs> now is this collaboration has to be going on in every state because we have to come in to compliance by June of 2026 with the new guidelines. So we have a few years. Um, yeah. And so we need to have, it always start takes having a few years. Yeah. It yeah. does. Yeah. So that's why it's the conversations a- need to start. They, they do need to start. And I want to ask you this. Who is it at a school district that usually takes charge of this? Okay. I, do, I don't think – I got the feeling it's probably not the superintendent. I got a feeling there's somebody else in the mix. <laughs> okay. Imagine I'm that. Like, so, yeah, um, who else? Yeah. So while superintendents certainly have, you know, a lot of responsibility and oversight, this, this duty usually falls on the student services department. Ah, okay. Is what I've noticed typically um, at the department that handles health and oftentimes also special education. Yeah. And so, um, but they have to work together. Sometimes it's split among departments in the school, depending on how a school is structured. Um, but usually it's the student services department. Right. It, it's, uh, it's, Pretty wild out there, I got to tell you. It is getting everybody together, et cetera. So, talk to me about what's going to happen at the conference. And I'll say it again. Again, I want to say it's medicaidforeducation.org. You can get more information there. And the conference is October 23rd to the 26th in Dallas, home of the Cowboys, which isn't good because I'm an Eagles fan. I'm from Philadelphia. But we'll move on from that little thing, thing right there. Is that okay? <laughs> well, this is yeah. a Georgia girl that's been transferred. I know it is. Here, I know. So I, I can not, speak this way too. Not a okay? Dallas. <laughs> But so conference, we're going to have, of course, um, the first day we come in, um, we're going to have some town hall meetings, and we're going to divide by areas. So we're going to get in groups of state Medicaid agencies, school districts, and state departments of education to talk about the current trends and issues that we have so that um, we're informed by our membership about what their needs are. And the next morning, we're going to kick off with the director of Medicaid himself, Dan Sky, yeah, who is just such an incredible 
um, advocate for this program and advocate for children and schools and has certainly done a great job with his staff, leading his staff um, on this uh, project. So he's going to give us a wonderful welcome. Later in the conference, we're going to hear from several of his staff members as well as the Deputy um, Assistant Secretary of the Office of Special Education and Rehabilitative Services, Katie Neese. And just love our collaboration and relationship with her. It's really an unprecedented moment in this space where we have had collaboration at the federal level between these two departments. And what a great model and example they are for states in their collaboration. Yeah. You know what I don't know, which I'm I'm thinking about this here as you're talking. I've been doing where, where does Medicaid sit in the federal government? Where is that? Is it the Department of what, – what, I don't know where it sits. Do you know? Is yeah. It, so it's its own um, It's its own department, and we um, refer to them as CMS, which is the Center for Medicaid Services. And Dan Sy is their director, and, um, and they have several divisions. And the school division is a small part of it. Um, we uh, it's we not laugh. In, it's not in another department, not in another cabinet point. Like, does he report to is, the some other secretary of something or other? The, he, oh. the Department of Health and Human Services, I think. Um, that's, that's what, that's what I'm question. asking. I, I, and I had a feeling that was that, but you never know with these things. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, Thank you. Yeah, I was just curious. So I'm trying he, to figure um, out as you were talking. Yeah, yeah. and. This summer, we were able to visit them in their offices right outside of cool. D.C. Their building is in Baltimore, and oh. we were able to make an in-person visit this summer, which was wonderful and um, had got a lot of work accomplished on our collaboration and how we want to help um, states implement the, the new um, guidelines. So we're calling this new guidelines the super guide. <laughs> We've waited for it for so long, and it it is sure to have an impact, a positive impact, um, as we work to decrease the administrative burdens in schools and allow states yeah. and schools to access these dollars in an easier way. Yeah, which brings me up to my next question. This is important. I, how, your organization, how big is your organization? Because it needs to be really big. Okay. Right. Well, just use it for recruiting because this is important. Let's and do let me it. put it this way to school <laughs> districts, okay? This is federal money, it's yours. Okay? If you take advantage of it. All right? And it's, it's right. you know, it's yours, it's legal, it's fair, it's good, okay? And it helps the kids. All right? So right. you, you got and you got an organization here, the National Alliance for Medicaid and Education, okay, that's willing to help you get this money that is yours. Okay, so how are we doing on membership and all that? We'll talk about that because that's really important. Invite people. Love in. to talk to you about it. Yeah. So in the past year, we have grown in our membership by about twenty five percent, which is really incredible Great. for Excellent. a professional organization. So yeah. now we're sitting at over five hundred members across the United States, Great. Great. and um, we have representatives from every state. But this, this is what's so important. We, we want representatives from all three, three legs of the exactly. school, right? Exactly. And that's where I really want to focus on making sure that I represent representation from every state across all three legs, the state Medicaid agency, <laughs> state Department of Education, and some local districts. 
so that we have that full voice. We divide the nation into three regions, Region 1, 2, and 3, and we travel with our conference. Um, Region 1 was last year. We were in Baltimore. This year we're in Dallas. Next year we'll be further west in Region 3. And where, we're looking where, forward to making, where, oh, we're where? making that announcement on Thursday oh. at conference. It's a surprise every year. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> so we'll make that announcement Thursday <laughs> from conference. It will be in yeah. Region 3, which is further west. And then we'll reset every third year, Region 1, we do go to Baltimore um, to make sure we're very convenient for our federal partners, even though they're great about traveling. Baltimore's we, great. Um, yeah, Baltimore's and so we, like we really enjoyed that Baltimore Harbor. And so we always uh, reset every third year in Baltimore. And uh, so we are Jen, excited about feel good. Jen, Jen, if you order French fries in Baltimore, this is very important, cultural. Oh. Okay, what do, you, what do you put on them, Jen? Order French fries Check in Baltimore, up. what do you put on them? And it'll oh, throw you wow. out of Maryland. Try again. Really, mayonnaise? Yeah, you're, you're, no you're still heading back to Dallas. Keep going. Oh, one my. More, one more try. <laughs> Mustard? <laughs> Ready? And it's actually pretty damn good. Vinegar. What? Vinegar yep. on French fries. Put That's up, a new that, one. That when you're in Baltimore and they okay. laugh at you and you ask for ketchup, okay, you, now you know yeah. why. Get the, the vinegar <laughs> on French fries, and it's good. Okay. Yeah. It you should know before I make I that next you. trip. Yeah. I, okay. I, I just, believe actually you. Actually, try I it out. Next it. time you have French fries, put some vinegar <laughs> on it, and you'll be you'll impress the Baltimoreans. Okay. I love I love to try new food options. So that sounds great you, to me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's good. Okay. It really that is. That sounds great. Yeah. And, and it, I was it's just going to say, it's a Baltimore, but it's true. <laughs> Larry, I was going to mention to our membership that we have nine committees, and um, we yeah. uh, we are largely a volunteer organization, yep. and uh, certainly we're always looking to grow in our committee work, and we're hoping to you know recruit some members to our committees at conference, and as we as we grow and expand, what how we're able to support them. But Jen, the work you're doing is so important, and you know the you know, to me, the interesting thing about it, this is really, it, it's hidden. Okay, people are not aware of this, and I was not aware of it until a few years ago. Okay, and I think it was Phyllis over at the case who introduced me to you. All right, and uh, the That's council true. of the administrators of special ed, and I, I, you know, when I learned about it, it's something that I never thought about. Okay, and yet it is so darn important. And everybody's always struggling for money. Everybody's always struggling to find and pay for the people that can help the kids. Because, you know, social, emotional, and good health really matters. Post It always did, but it matters post-pandemic. And here's a way to help yourself out. And that's why I'm so thrilled to be doing this show with you. i got to tell you. A lot of extreme, people. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that Medicaid is either the third or fourth, there's some debate there, largest funding stream for public schools from our federal government. It's unbelievable. So, unbelievable. And you're right. And so the exposure that we've gotten with the release of the new guidelines, I hope, brings a lot of motivation, interest, conversation, and, and helps expand it. I hope so, too, for goodness sakes. Jen, thank you for being here today. This was great. Thanks for you know, having it, me. And it, Appreciate well, it, Larry. You can, and you're always welcome here, just so you know that. Just always get in touch <laughs> with me. When something new happens and you want to come on, you let me know. 
That okay. sounds great. So the uh, next you, time I, a state experience, we might have to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, we'll celebrate with vinegar on the French fries. You're going, you like, go. going to go to mall. <laughs> you know, you know, it'd be like it would be like putting ketchup on ribs in Dallas. That's not good. You use great barbecue <laughs> no. sauce. Okay. So my my Got point it. is, yeah, when when in Rome, do do what the Romans do. They'll love you forever. Got it. Dr. Jenny Millward, <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, You're wonderful. Larry. Thanks, Jen. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, vinegar on French fries. It's true. Learn more about this. Go to go to go to the excuse me, Medicaid for education.org. Jenny works hard, her team works hard, and this is important stuff. And it's money for schools for kids. Think of it that way from the feds. Okay? It's yours. Just make it happen. All right. We'll archive over at ace-ed.org. Thanks for being with us on this one. And we'll have another one. Actually, we're going to talk about the social studies in the, the 11 o'clock show today we're doing with the National Council of Social Studies. All right, so listen to that one, too. Um, thank you for listening, everybody, and have a great day. I'm Larry Jacobs.